This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, fashion world. Welcome to the Mile High Fi podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Doug. And today, yeah, we're going to talk fashion. We're going to talk our fashion and wardrobe philosophy, or lack thereof. And we're actually going to get into a, a pretty awesome story. Carl and I and some friends went out for drinks, and we're going to talk about our fashion through the years, back back down memory lane here, our typical outfits, kind of our everyday wear and our special occasions, where we shop for clothes, and tips if you want to dress like like us, which I, I don't know that I would advise that specifically, but a lot of people do ask me about... Uh, you know, clothes that I wear. Yeah. And if you happen to be watching on YouTube and we are going to show some of our wardrobe or I am going to show some of mine, at least I don't know about you, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, at least the shirt that I'm wearing uh, today will be on there. And I was going to say we can point people towards Instagram because maybe we could put those on our Instagram, which I think there's only like four posts. We we uh, clearly neglected, but you could put it on your Instagram, which you, you're a little more active. So, so check out um, Instagram. Now, before we get into it here, what, what's been going on with you? Um, you were out of town a little bit. You, you did get a new house. Is there anything going on with that? Yeah, I've been working on the house. And one thing I've been thinking about is uh, hiring versus doing the work our, ourselves. And there, there's one thing that I've been specifically thinking about, and that's HVAC. We have solar panels in one house, and I put a bunch extra on with the thought of moving to a heat pump. So if I had a heat pump, all my heating would would pretty much be free because I have all this extra capacity. Natural gas is going to be expensive. So then I got a quote on a heat pump, and I had looked up the price of it. I had a time, and the materials are like six or $7,000, like, like 7000 max if I went out and bought it myself as a consumer. And do you know what the quote was for the heat pump? So I'll guess like twenty k. It was like twenty four thousand dollars. So twenty four minus seven, they're charging seventeen thousand for a day of labor. And the guy even said, "He's like, yeah, it'd be helpful if you did the electric." So all they're doing is taking the old thing out and putting the new one in, and running a line. I'm actually doing some of the work. So. I wasn't too happy with that. Labor is very expensive in Colorado. It seems to be a lot of things seem double what they would be elsewhere. One strategy I'm thinking about doing is to, like pinging some of my own contacts or listeners if anyone wants to get in on this and say, how would you like an all expense paid trip to Colorado for uh, HVAC or carpentry <laughs> or something like that? And I'm serious, I would do this. Or just install the damn thing myself. Uh, and by the way, I've done this before. We did the heat pump at the HQ, so I know how to okay. install these things. This is a little bit different one and a little bit more complicated. Yeah. But yeah. Would it take you more than a day because you don't have the tools and the experience? It definitely would. It would probably be between research and I'd have to get someone because it is heavy. So it would be a multi-day project by the time I'm done with all my research and... 
yeah, it would definitely be a lot of work, but man, to save all that money, like if it was a couple thousand bucks, I'd for sure do it, but mm-hmm. even like five to 10,000 for the labor, they've got the expertise. The, the other problem is if you don't have a pro do it, sometimes it voids your warranty. Sure. So I don't know. It's a constant um, battle in my head, but my furnace still works. I recharged my air conditioning. Yeah. I figured out how to do that myself. Which, uh, I don't know if the, uh, yeah, uh, that's a whole other story. Yeah. So I th- we could do a whole episode on this, which I think we actually have a DIY episode coming up. Yep. So we'll talk more about it, but I mean, I did some work around here and it was this kind of a similar thing where it was like, ah, it's, it's going to be so much, so much more to have someone do it. And I, I can technically do it, but my question for you and, you know, I understand if you want to do it yourself. So I'm asking on behalf of like audience members, perhaps. So it's like, Carl, you, you have so much money. You overshot like what you were trying to do and you could just pay, like you won't even know seven or you won't even know $24,000 is gone. Right. True. So you could buy back like days of stress. Now the thing is how, how many days, like, is it, worth it right because i imagine it'll probably take you like a week or something like that you know with research getting the equipment running around you'll have to go back and get other parts because you didn't get everything you needed the first time like so it's like you could just pay for it like why save seventeen thousand dollars who cares yeah it is a that is a great question so there's a couple things i think about uh, one is it something I enjoy. This I would definitely not enjoy. Number two is it something I could potentially reuse in my life. And the answer to that question is yes, because our other house has old age fact too. And I'm sure I'll own other houses in the future. So this could be something. It's not just a one-time savings of 15000 or whatever. I could be saving tons over the years. And number three, do I get something physical out of it. For example, I have to build a retaining wall and it's going to be like 90 feet long, probably two or three feet high. So it's going to be a lot of heavy lifting, but I like that. That's exercise. I don't have to go to the gym that day because I'm lifting blocks. So that I, I enjoy it. I would sign on and I would help other people. Like I always help friends move and they're like, what the hell? Like most people hate moving. I'm like, no, I get to work out. You, you're giving me a free workout and you're going to feed me pizza afterwards too, which probably right. counteracts the workout. <laughs> well, and, um, so the one other point, so point number two, while you can get more value from the experience and knowledge that you have, what you've described is a job that you hate to do. You, you were just like, I won't enjoy this work. There's other work that I do enjoy. So the work that I did, I did enjoy it and I knew that I would. If you know how to do HVAC stuff, but you don't like doing it, is it really like it, the value isn't there because you, you don't get the enjoyment. So I'm not trying to talk you out of it. It's just like, oh, there's all these other points. And it's more interesting than if I just agree with everything you say. Yeah, no, it's a great <laughs> point. And the other thing that happened since I got this quote is I think now with the uh, new Build Back America plan or whatever they call that thing, I think there's an $8,000 like tax credit for a heat pump. So that would bring it down. Like that's a no brainer. Hmm. I, if the price stays the same, because what happens with some of these incentives is they'll immediately raise the price because oh, right. they, they know, know they can't. Yeah. So if they didn't raise the price and I still need this thing or decide to go through it, I would definitely pay some on that. That changes the calculus completely, brings it way down. And yeah, then it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so tough with the, like you said, the labor costs being so high, knowing that you can technically do it, 
And it's kind of, it's fun when you accomplish something, especially when it's like a physical thing, you didn't know how to do it before. Like you said, some things are more complicated with this install versus the one at HQ, but yeah, your, your point is well taken though. Like if I had infinite money, would I do it myself? Like hell no, but we're kind of at that point now because of the oversaving, it's not going to make any difference. Like uh, you think at what point would you do almost anything in your life without considering it? Maybe like 10 million or something like that, but it's kind of like that now, so I should I should take your advice, Doug, and reconsider. And it's just it's too it's too hard because you're like I could do something else with a 17k, and it's like opportunity cost and blah blah blah. It, it, yeah, it's a tough a tough call. Okay, you ready to get started on this one? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right. So the other day, I uh, I got a text from you. You're like, hey man, you want to get some drinks? Uh, our boy JT's in town. We're going to go to this place, Dryland Distillery. Shout out to Dryland. They're great, right? Yeah, they're awesome. And for disclosure, are, do you have any association with them? Yes, we have invested money into them. We put, I think I've got $29,000 investment into Dryland Distillers. Cool. I went there. The drinks were good. So yeah, uh, it's, it's my endorsement. I have no association with them. Okay. So I showed up there and I was like, Carl, what's going on? And then I want you to tell the story from the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to tell it from the very beginning. Mindy and I lived in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> and when all the college students moved out, many of them would just throw like all their belongings out. This included furniture, electronics, like monitors, and then piles of clothes. So we would drive around and look at all this stuff. So we drove past one pile and they had all these like nice clothes there. And they were even all folded up like nicely, like they had been cleaned and all that. And then I started looking at the sizes. I'm like, wow, this guy was my size. So I took it, I took them home with me. And one of them was the button down shirt I wore at Dryland. And I, I usually, I probably wear a button down shirt two or three times a year. And I'm like, you know, this shirt has been sitting here doing not much of anything. I'm like, you know, what, what the hell? This is kind of a classy place. I'll, I'll wear it out. But then I wore it out. And because I normally don't wear stuff like that, I got a ton of. Um, weird feedback, shit, maybe is a better word to describe it from you, from our other friend, JT, who was on the podcast. And, uh, I don't know if Jake said anything, but everyone's like, what's going on here? What, what was your thought uh, when you saw me show up in that? Yeah. So, well, I thought it looked nice. I didn't know it was a, um, how do you just, do you call it like a trash shirt or is it just... <laughs> I don't know, a dumpster, what's, I'm trying to think of some good alliteration here, like, uh, I can't think of anything, what's something that goes with dumpster, yeah, trash? Like dump, dumpster dive clothes, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, why, why are you wearing a collared shirt? It looks, I think I, I said it looked nice. It was a, it was a very backhanded compliment. I mean, I won't sh sugarcoat it, but um, yeah, it was awesome because as soon as I said it, a couple other people laughed. JT had said something. Did um, Claire say something too? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. daughter was like, dad, what is going, before I left the house, she's like, dad, what are you doing? Why are you wearing that? What is going on? She was very suspicious. Like she was, she thought there was something wrong in our household. Yeah. So I could understand why when you were, when I walked in, you were like, Ah, oh, shut up. Because <laughs> like, yeah, it was weird feedback. It wasn't quite compliments, but it was like, hey, we recognize that something different is going on with you. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Did, did you feel better when you put it on? You were like, hey, I'm getting dressed up and going out to take on the world. And then all of a sudden everyone's giving you shit. No, actually that shirt <laughs> gave me some anxiety too, because it's white and 
if you've ever seen an airplane where the guy has a drinking problem, he can't find his mouth and he spills it all over. I'm, I'm that way when I consume food and drinks. I usually spill stuff. So a white shirt is always a dangerous proposition to begin with. Right. Right. Yeah. But it does it does highlight one of the reasons why I thought of this episode. And I mean, I think we could get started with talking about our sort of fashion description for ourselves. And then, you know, maybe if we want to, we can talk about what we think of the other person's outfits okay. and wardrobe. So, yeah. Do, do you have anything in mind about how you dress? I would probably say simplified, elevated trash, because some of my <laughs> clothes are from the trash, and I try to keep it super simple. That's a pretty good description. I think for me, it's like a like a college student Actually, yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah, sort of a college student, maybe that has a little bit of a higher budget, perhaps. But yeah, when I think back of a lot of what I wore in college, it is not that much different. It's a lot of comfort. Yeah, a lot of comfort and utility. Yeah, so you haven't grown much in the clothing space since college. Yeah, and physically too. I think I'm actually like a couple pounds lighter. (laughs) So let's back up a second. Uh, fashion throughout the years, what did you wear when you were even younger in middle school or high school? Did you care much about fashion? Because high school can be a big fashion show where you want to fit in and all that shit. Yeah, I think I, I definitely wanted to you know, fit in. I um, was sort of, I guess it makes sense to describe where I was in the social hierarchy as well. I don't know if it does, but I'm I'm going to. So I think like I wasn't uh, athletic and I wasn't uh, very cool, but I I wasn't like really sort of like the lower tier of the the hierarchy in high school or middle school. So like some of the jocks knew me and uh, I was kind of on the nerdy side, but not too nerdy. And I was a little bit funny. So like that kind of gets you through like, no one pays too much attention. Nobody picks on you too much, but, you know, kind of in the middle. But I mean, that said, I wanted to fit in. And I think like probably in middle and high school, it was like some of the same dumb stuff. So I, that was, that would have been uh, basically the nineties. So that was the nineties. So I think like I probably wore some like silly sort of preppy uh, clothes. Do you remember those braided belts? Pretty sure I had a braided belt. Remember, uh, you used to like roll up your your pants, like uh, like a tight roll them. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember do. That? Yeah, yeah. You like, I don't know how to describe it, but you like kind of fold your pant leg over and then like roll it up. And uh, I don't know why you do that, but it, it looked dumb, I would say, especially with a fucking braided belt, right? Um, and then I probably had like some collared polo shirt kind of stuff, but a lot of t-shirts, probably too big, um, especially like in high school. I think I, I started wearing like, you know, maybe, maybe large um, and extra large t-shirts and stuff. So they were just like big and baggy and they went down too far. Um, I never really got like into the sort of grungy side of anything. So I just like, like normal, I just probably fit in. No one really noticed me. And that's kind of where I liked it. Yeah. How about, how about you? Yeah. Real quick. I have a picture in my head. You with the rolled up <laughs> jeans, with a braided belt, with the oversized, maybe collar shirt, and picture day with like the lasers behind you, maybe a purple backdrop and like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I had this totally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm I'm not sure how to describe myself. I remember 
all of my clothes until I could pay for clothes myself. And this was a big uh, motivator to figure out a way to buy clothes for myself. We would go to, to Kmart to go clothes shopping. Did you have Kmart in We Georgia? did, yeah. Okay. So we, we would go there. And this is kind of sad now that I think about it. We wouldn't actually buy the clothes. We had to put them on layaway. You know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah. We you, had that too, yeah. Yeah, you, you bring them to the back of the store and then you come make a payment on these Kmart shorts and Kmart shirt. And uh yeah. So yeah, like every week you go in there and like after 10 weeks, they're yours. You can go pick them up and take them home with you. So I had some stuff from Kmart. I, I guess when I got a job, I went out and bought a leather jacket and sometimes I would buy, I remember Ocean Pacific was a trendy brand, like kind of mm-hmm. maybe like beach type stuff. I don't know what, what was on that, like palm tree shorts and shit. So I remember buying some of that. My leather jacket was like 200 bucks, which is pretty stupid because I was making like 335 an hour. But yeah, I guess I didn't, uh, I wasn't super trash, but I didn't stand out in any fancy way either. I don't know. I don't remember too much about it. So yeah, you're getting fashion advice from a couple losers. Sounds like, okay, let's fast forward to college and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. And it was uh, largely an ex- extension of the high school. So like bigger clothes, like a little too uh, big of a shirt, like I said, extra large or larges. And funny thing, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, I just got it. I went to the Rocky Mountain National Park recently and it's a uh, small. And the funny thing is it's a t- just a tiny bit too tight. And the thing is I, I looked at it and I was like, this is like pretty much the same size as like all my t-shirts. I usually wear a medium. I held it up. I was like, this seems fine. Anyway, when I got home, I put it on and Elizabeth was like, what are you wearing? Is that like a, uh, is that like a kid's small or something? Like, what are you doing? It's not that tight, but yeah. What, what do you think of this? Is it a little? I, I don't know. I think it fits pretty well. I wouldn't guess it's a small. Maybe yeah. they up their sizes a little bit to, uh, we've got kind of an obesity crisis in America. So maybe <laughs> what was a large a couple of years ago is now an extra large. I don't know. I, I think it fits you well. I think it Thanks. looks great. Thanks. I'll tell, well, you, you tell her upstairs whenever we walk up. But I mean, the thing is, it actually, it's, it's not obscenely tight. And the good part, if you get a shirt that's a little too small, it does make your arms look bigger. So I look stronger in this shirt. So it'll probably be a staple in the wardrobe this summer just because of that. So Yeah. So maybe that's a key, get clothes that are too small instead of too large. A little small. Yeah. And the, the one bad part is you can see my belly button. It's like a crop top. So I could have got, maybe I got the a lady shirt. I'm not 100% sure. But okay. College, largely an extension of what I was wearing in high school. However... I did switch over and I started getting like these Hawaiian shirts and there was a, um, remember that show, the real world on MTV? Yes. So a guy that was in on the real world in, I think like new Orleans. So this is like 98 or something like that. 98, 99. He was my RA. So he was on the real world and then he was my RA and I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. And he had a couple of Hawaiian shirts and he wore Hawaiian shirts every day. And I like, was chatting with him and saw his closet. He had like whatever, 40 fucking Hawaiian shirts. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I got a couple when I would see him. And then a thing that happens when you get a little hobby or you're starting to get a couple Hawaiian shirts and people notice for every birthday, Christmas, any occasion, I received a Hawaiian shirt. And then it got to be too much. And then I had like 30 of them and I could wear them like every day. And then at some point I was like, 
this is dumb. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of a bunch of them. So yeah, I, uh, I don't have any Hawaiian shirts anymore, but they were also like sort of the big, uh, large, or I think they were extra large. So they were just like these giant Hawaiian shirts that I, I had like 30, 40 of them. It's too bad you don't have one. I would like to see you in one. And instead of playing the guitar, I've seen you play that, play the ukulele. That, that'd be pretty awesome. Oh yeah. I, I could do that. I, I, um, the ook is a good instrument. We, we actually have one. So I, I think I got rid of them all, but I'll double check. I may have one, but I think I, I got rid of them all. Yeah. What about you in college? Yeah. I remember I, I had this girlfriend for a large swath of my college career and we were always at odds because I don't like tucking in shirts. So she'd always want me to dress up a little bit nicer than I wanted to. And with I think shorts and a tucked in shirt, I think you look like a super dork. I don't know. So I, I, she'd be like, oh, wear these shorts and then wear this collared shirt with your shorts and, and tuck it in. I'm like, you know, I, I don't really want to do that. I look like a idiot. So I remember that was the story of my college career. I think I dressed pretty poorly too. You, you said something when you were in high school, you would wear buy clothes too big. And I think I did the same thing. I'd always buy like a large shirt for some reason and like a 34 length jeans, which don't work out well. They kind of drag under your heels and then you destroy them. I didn't do that tie your jeans up thing that, that you did, Doug. So I don't know why that was. I guess I just didn't know how to dress myself appropriately, appropriately but it was, a, it was a poor place. It was a dark time in my fashion, <laughs> in my fashion life. Did you, did you think about clothes very much? Like in, in college, for example, like aside from your girlfriend telling you that you should tuck in your shirt or whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I just wanted to wear t-shirts and jeans and that's pretty much it. Be warm in the wintertime, have a good jacket. And I don't know. I didn't think much about it beyond that. So you graduated from college and then you got a job. What did you have to wear to work? Yeah. Well, initially we had to wear a tie and I was a software developer. So it's ridiculous. We're these dudes in a cube by ourselves or with your cube mates all wearing ties, which was the stupidest thing ever. And they got rid of that. But even after that, we had to dress up. We had to wear khakis. And I remember I got in trouble again for the not tucking in my shirt. My boss is like, hey, Carl, we really need you to tuck in your shirt at work. And if you can, try to have one with a collar on it. I'm like, okay. So yeah, had a bunch of khakis, probably a bunch of cheap shirts with collars, long sleeve shirts that I had to tuck in. And Sometimes I try to get away with wearing gym shoes like black ones and I would be caught for that and never like formally reprimanded, but strongly encouraged to change the way I dress at work. I was imagining like uh Lumberg from office space, you know, telling you, Hey Carl, like we really need you to, we need you to tuck in your shirt there, buddy. You look like a slob. Yeah, it, yeah, that exact same thing. It was almost just like that. So for me, I had a management consulting job and they, you know, I mean, that was walking into client places and they're paying a lot of money for you. So I wore business casual. However, you know, I had no money uh, when I first got the job. So I remember going to like, I think it was like an outlet mall kind of place. And I got like whatever, five or six dress shirts just so I could like get by and, and go, go to the office. I had slacks. So I had to buy a couple pairs of slacks as well. And I did sort of cheap out and try to find um, some, some nicer ones at, uh, I think I went to 
Marshalls. I think I went with my mom, you know, got a couple pairs of slacks that you could wash in your machine so you wouldn't have to get them dry cleaned. Cause like that was another big pain in the ass. It's like having to get shit dry cleaned, you know? And I'm like, can I wear these pants again? Like, I don't, I don't know. They look kind of clean, but it's the South. Right. And it's like the middle of the summer. So you're sweating like, or I'm sweating like crazy wearing these awful, uh, you know, dress shirts and an undershirt and I have to wear like slacks, like wool slacks in the summer. It just sounds miserable. Just Uh, thinking about. Yeah. Did you have to iron your clothes too? Did you ever get into that? Or? Yeah, yeah. And I, I ironed, yeah, because I I didn't take my stuff to the cleaners all the time. So I would like iron and like starch them and all that kind of bullshit. Funny thing, we don't even have an iron now. Like when we moved in 2015 from Georgia, we like got rid of our iron and ironing board and I haven't ironed anything since then. You're at a good place in life when you have to have an iron. I, I've got one more funny story about my work life. I, I went to Old Navy and they had some like, t-shirts that would have passed i wouldn't have gotten in trouble for wearing them so these shirts were on clearance they were all super cheap but they were all exactly the same so i just bought like five or i even i think i had 10 of them at one time i think i went back so i would just wear this exact same shirt every day and i I didn't think much of it and then i learned that all it might have been a month or two that all my coworkers (laughs) thought i was wearing the exact same thing (laughs) and and they like appointed someone to confront me like are you wearing the the same shirt I never smelled. Like I was always clean. I'm like, no, I just have like a bunch of these. I want to, I don't want to think about my wardrobe, which we'll get into in a moment when we talk about our current wardrobe. But yeah, that was a weird experience. And I'm trying to think of any, any other details. So with my professional career, I did eventually um, get some nicer clothes and, and I actually, you know, thinking about it, like when I did have, like more important meetings, like really like probably before, just before I got laid off. So when I was, you know, safely in middle management and there was like a big meeting, like I actually remember I wore, um, it was a suit. I didn't wear a tie, but I like had a nice like tailored suit. And I was like, yeah, I feel better and more confident in this room than I would if I just wore like whatever bullshit I wanted to. And it, it also helped because other people in the room, like my peers, dress sort of like how we described our early career. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I seem more professional than these other assholes. So I did see the value in it. And that's probably the only positive thing I could say about dressing up. <laughs> Do you still own a suit or a sport coat or anything like that? I have I have a couple and it's the one that I just mentioned. So I haven't put it on in like eight plus years or something. And then I have like a, a black suit that I actually got married in and it works for funerals too. <laughs> so, so yeah, did you have a suit? Yeah, I still have one. And the last time I wore it was probably 20 years ago and I hope to never wear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the final thing is the fashion fashion through the years here is how did we fall so far? So we did describe each of our own um I guess kind of fashion and style, <laughs> if we could call it that. But yeah, how, how did you end up wearing um, kind of what you, which we're going to get into our current wardrobes, but like, what was the progression? Like, how did you decline so far from where you were? <laughs> decline, that's a good word. So Doug, I want to wear, and we'll get into this in a moment. I want to wear what's easy and comfortable. And I don't really 
care so much what it looks like or what other people think of me. I guess there's limits to that, but for, for the most part, I just don't care. I Now I wear the same thing every day. And I, I was picking my kids and some other people's kids up from school, and this other kid goes, why do you always wear that? Is that like your uniform or something? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, comfort and convenience. How about yep. you, Doug? Yeah, it's, it's just about the same. Um, yeah, very like utilitarian, I think. So sometimes, you know, if I'm going hiking, like I want the right shirt for the activity that I'm doing. But most of the time it's like comfort and um kind of value as well. So I kind of, I, I do look at that and I don't, I mean, I do spend a decent amount on things that I want uh, clothing wise. So occasionally I'll like splurge for like the Melanzana hoodies and the pullovers. Like those are, you know, kind of higher end. Although if you compare them to other outdoor brands like North Face or Patagonia, like it's pretty much the same kind of price, maybe a little bit cheaper. So, but yeah, I think comfort and, and utility is kind of what I look at. How about free? I'll show the audience in a second. If you're watching on YouTube, one of my free shirts that I got from a conference. Um, do you wear those shirts a lot? Cause I think half my wardrobe probably comes from that. Only if I find the shirt comfortable, number one, and then kind of support the brand right? So I have gotten shirts that they're just not comfortable. And that's one of the reasons like you're wearing one of our shirts today. And one of my points, I was like, I, if we're giving away some free shirts or we're selling them, I want them to be really fucking comfortable because I want someone, even if they hate us and they don't like the show, they're like, that shirt is comfortable and I'm going to wear it anyway. So I want that to be how comfortable they are. Because even if you like the the show or you want to support the brand or whatever, if it's an uncomfortable shirt, you're probably not going to wear it. So I only wear those free shirts if they feel good. Yeah. Do you remember what the URL is for our t-shirt store? We should know it. We actually sell our t-shirts. Right. Yeah. So I created a short URL, which is uh, milehifi.com slash, I think it's merch. Okay. Or store. I'll make them both work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, basically we have a, we have a few things out there, but you, you told me there was like a, a t-shirt shortage, right? So we haven't talked about it too much. Yeah. There's a t-shirt shortage and I'm still working on our special edition shirt for people. That's <laughs> going to be the Patreon shirt. It's going to have a rocket instead of a plane on it, which is what the current shirt is. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Okay. So as we are getting into some other <laughs> outfits. What's, what's your typical outfit for you? What's your everyday wear? In the summer, I wear shorts and a shirt. Uh, I have an example of the shirt. These are, these come, I feel like we're on an infomercial or something because I'm about to show this shirt. If you're watching on YouTube, these come in packages, three for 12 bucks at Costco. And they're the fancy breathable fabrics. So I can be outside working or running. Like cotton is horrible when it's hot, right? They just get all wet and you... You stick to it, and I don't like being warm, so these are three for 12. The negative to them is if you spill anything on them, that stain never, ever comes off, but they're so cheap. I have a, I've got three different drawers full of them. The one is where I wear, like, my Sunday best ones, and then I've got ones with a little bit of stain on them, like, I'm 
going to a pizza or Mexican place where I know I'm going to screw it up. And then I've got my total shit ones, which are just covered in crap. Have you ever seen me in one of those? And Yeah, I think that's what you usually wear. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So if I'm working outside or I really don't care, I wear one of those. And that's pretty much it. Just you got to wear white in summer. I get too hot otherwise. And uh, yeah, shorts and that and Keens, I guess. I save on my sock washing. Bunch yeah. With them. And I was going to say, do they have other colors other than white? They have black. So in the winter, I pivot to pants and the black version of this shirt. I think they're the same price. And uh, yeah, you get those stretch. I know you're not a jeans fan, Doug, but you get the stretchy jeans from Costco. They've got like lycra woven mm. into them. They're like 15 bucks. And uh, yeah, if you put on a little bit of weight at Thanksgiving, you don't have to change sizes. They just expand <laughs> to fit your your uh, expanded butt. Okay. Yeah, this this very convenient. Yeah. And um, you you do have a couple other shirts there. So do you, do you get like non-free t-shirts that have some kind of logo or branding or anything like that? Yeah, there is. Well, I'll show you one more free one. This is one I got from Economy, which is white. So I like this one in the summer when it's not too hot. I, like you, I want to support that brand. So I've worn it on this podcast. But then I have here, Doug, the most expensive piece of clothing I've bought in the past year. This whole year is the most expensive piece of clothing. So I went to a concert, Doug, at Red Rocks. It was a German electronics band called Kraftwerk. So I bought this T-shirt for $35. I like the design. It's got people on bicycles on there. I heard if you buy merch, it helps support the band. Like that's the best thing you can do versus the price of the tickets. So I'm like, you know, I want this shirt. I'm going to buy it, but I, I have not actually worn it yet. Cool. Yep. And for my everyday wardrobe, I have uh, quite a few shirts, kind, kind of like, you know, what you're describing there where we've, um, you know, we've gone on a trip or like I went to the Rocky Mountain National Park. So I got this t-shirt here. So I have been getting more things like that, where it's just like, ah, it kind of represents a memory or a trip or a concert or, or whatever. The other one is uh, my wife and I have been getting sort of one off. They're very particular sort of t-shirts that are inside jokes for TV shows or movies. So I got, uh, she got me a t-shirt recently and it was a DeLorean with, um, it says, where we're going, we don't need roads. So it's back to the future. We have shirts for like Better Call Saul, um, Arrested Development, a few others as well. So they're like obscure little references that 99% of the people that you see are not going to get, but like one or two people will be like, oh, I know what that shirt is and they get it. So yeah, a lot of random weird t-shirts like that. So is that, is that like a filter? You're looking for someone who's going to point you out when you're having a beer at the brewery and say, oh yeah, I, I got that reference. And it's a conversation starter or what is no, that? No, and I think we just think it's funny. Like most of the time when we wear it, we're the only other people that see it. So okay. yeah, no, no specific reason. Just like, it's a little funny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, shorts. I, I mostly wear shorts. So we'll have those random t-shirts. A lot of brewery shirts too, by the way. And then um, I also shop a lot at, um, or I have in the past, Eddie Bauer. And usually stuff's on sale. It's reasonably um, good quality. And if you can get it on sale and you find a coupon or whatever, like it's pretty economical. So not as cheap as the Costco t-shirts, but like they're pretty good and they have a lot of good like travel kind of wear. So I... um 
I don't want to iron stuff when I'm traveling, but I also don't want to like go around with like a, a super, um, like a wrinkled shirt and look like a slob or anything like that. Sure. How much was the shirt that you have on right now? The one you bought from, was that from the Alpine Ridge Visitor Center up there? Or? Yeah. Trail Ridge store. I think it was like 34 bucks. Okay. Ooh, that's, so it's expensive. So a little pricey. Yeah. They had some cheaper ones, but like, again, back to the fabric, like this one felt really good and it was like a higher end brand. So I'll make the choice. Like probably in years past, I would be like, oh, I'll get, I'll just get the cheaper one or whatever. But now I'm like, I want to get the the one that feels good and like clearly it's a little bit better. Yeah, that good fabric is everything. Whenever sometimes we go to conferences and people will give away a shirt, I always do like the rub the fabric between your fingers. You got to make sure it's yep. a good blend. So special occasions, that, that's everyday wear. Let's say you are going to like a charity dinner, like where you do want to support the cause. There will be other people there that you, you maybe care what they think or you look up to them. And it, it is a truly a special occasion. So what would you wear to something like that? I really do not want to wear a tie as long as I live. Uh, <laughs> maybe something with a collar, like without stains. I know I'm setting the bar high here, but yeah, if I could get away with that, that's what I do. Maybe, maybe not jeans. I still have like a pair of khakis from my working career. I guess I could bust those out, but yeah, that's it. If I could get away with a collar and uh, khakis, I might tuck my shirt in at that point. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't really want to go any fancier than that as long as I live. How about you, Doug? Well, just to emphasize, like it's people that you like. And you want to support them and you're like, oh, I kind of care what they think. Is there no, well, let's say it's Warren Buffett, right? You look at, you're going to uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie's going to be there too. And you know, they're, they're going to wear suits. Are you going to come in like a slob? I, I don't know. I, I probably actually <laughs> would. I, I was reading, um, it, it seems like the people who I'd want to impress most don't give a shit. I was reading about True. someone who yeah. had an interview at Google and at Google, that they don't care. There's no dress yeah. code whatsoever. And this was back in the older days of Google. So he was interviewing with Sergey Brin, one of the founders. And, he, and the guy was talking about his experience. And he's like, I knew not to dress up like that would be a yep. negative. They would look at me negatively if I came in there with a suit. So I just wore some T-shirt and pants or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, those are kind of the people I want to hang out with. People who are going to judge me for dressing up. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Same question to me. I, um, I would probably, I, depending on the group, I would probably conform and I would wear like whatever suit that I mentioned before, where I was like, this feels good. It's fairly comfortable. It fits well. And I feel good in it. I probably wouldn't wear a tie. It does look fine with just a collared shirt, like a nice dress shirt and a tie and it works. Okay. One thing that I also got rid of that I may not be as flexible on is the shoes. So when I moved from Georgia, I threw out my dress shoes and I was like, fuck that. I don't, I'm not going to need these. Um, and hopefully I won't need them anymore. So I would either have to find some like comfortable dress shoes that I don't hate, or I often wear, uh, I have done this a couple of times. I have uh, Birkenstock clogs that are like black suede and they look they blend in enough where like you wouldn't notice them unless you like looked at the back of my feet and you saw that they were clogs, but I don't like wearing uncomfortable shoes. Yeah, totally agree. 
Yeah. yeah. I, my whole clothing philosophy, one more story. When I was like 25, I was working with this guy and he had gone on a cruise. I'm like, how was that? He's like, oh man, it was great. They had, uh, he starts talking about all this shit. Then he's like, yeah, they had a dress up night and I got to wear a tuxedo. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on back up a second. You're on <laughs> this vacation and you wore a tuxedo. He's like, yeah, they've got these dress up nights. You go rent one from the boat. You don't even have to bring it and everyone dresses up. I'm like, why would you want to do that? You're on vacation. Like, I want to wear the most minimal amount of clothes, especially yeah. if I'm like in the Caribbean, like maybe Alaska, I'll bring my fancy melons on a hoodie or whatever. But, uh, and he's like, well, you're young. You'll understand when you're older. And now I am older. That was 20 years ago. And I feel even more strongly that I never want to wear anything like that as long as I live. If I do, something went wrong in my life. Yeah, that does not sound right. Um it doesn't make sense to me at all. Okay. So I think, I think we do need to, to wrap it here. Um, couple, couple quick notes, one piece of clothing we didn't talk about. Um, yeah, Doug, you mentioned, and I've seen this, you have some unusual patterns on your underwear. We room together at economy for, yeah. uh, Ohio. What's up with that? Well, I'm not sure when you saw me in underwear, but um, sure. So I, I get um, the uh, MeUndies. So you probably heard like the commercials and uh, they're pretty comfortable. So I, I do have a handful of MeUndies and they have fun patterns on them often. So yeah, what about you? What's your underwear uh, routine? Yeah, well, I think I've got a couple of clothing hacks. And the first one I was going to say is like, what's the real purpose of underwear? I think that that's for the week if you're... Uh if you're strong down there, maybe you could just bypass that and, and save some money in your underwear budget. Have you ever gone uh, with an unfurnished basement, Doug? Not, not too often, but uh, you know, I, I will push back and say I think you might get more wears from your shorts before you have to wash them if you're wearing underwear. So. I don't know. What do you think of that trade-off? You are correct there. And the other thing is, if you use like one of those polyester plants, if you get polyester blends if you get wet and sweaty sometimes it sticks to your skin and you might have an embarrassing situation if you were without underwear that, okay that day uh, i do have someone gave me for a christmas present which was uh, sometimes you don't get great presents but they were mountain dew underwear and they're glorious i was going to wear them today but then i forgot but i do have one more clothing hack if people are looking to really save money on clothing and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this how about a nudist colony yeah, I mean that that is a good way to save money. We we have talked about the I guess really the skincare routine and things you have to consider and we're of course talking about um sunscreen and I mean if you have a lot of skin exposed you would need to put sunscreen on and that is also a cost, I guess. Yeah, so maybe your savings because and that's if you have clothes you just buy them once but if you got to buy like 55 gallon barrels of Sunblock, and you want the SPF 50, you don't want to go for the 15. And for those, uh, if this is your thing, definitely not. You're just asking for trouble at that point. But yeah, I, I think this is a bad idea. I take it back. Your savings would be yeah. more than outdone by your cost of SPF 100. And, and we're just thinking of like an outdoor colony. But what if you did this inside? I think, yeah, that's the best of both worlds there. <laughs> is there such a thing? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Okay. So I think you, you actually gave uh, some good tips, but as we wrap up, do you have any tips for people that want to dress like us? Yeah. I like keeping it simple. I buy multiple of the exact same thing and wear it every single day. It takes a thought. You're not looking at your 
drawer every contemplating what you should wear. You just grab something out of there and, and put it on. It also makes uh, laundry a lot simpler too. Just throw a million white shirts on the washing machine at once and you only have to do laundry once a month because they don't take up that much space. And I've got so many of them. It's, it's glorious to save money on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Well, my advice would be you probably don't want to dress like us. I would say, you know, aim higher. But yeah, I think we described it well. It's like comfort, utility, like ease of decision-making and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, you should get different role models. You don't want to dress like us. No, definitely not. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show, we really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person, so the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using, and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. Carl, what is your skincare routine? My skincare routine is to take a shower, and that happens pretty much every day. What about moisturizing? Is that like putting aloe vera or lotion on your skin so it doesn't dry out? Yeah. Okay. I guess I don't really have dry skin. In the winter, sometimes my hands will dry out. You know, you mm-hmm. you wash your hands every time you go potty, and then your hands get a little dry. So. I'll moisturize at that time, but yeah, otherwise I think I have, uh, I've never considered it before right now, Doug, but I think I have pretty fair skin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just looking, I mean, you have pretty good sized pores and, uh, yeah, very moisturized, I would say. And that's just natural. Huh? I guess so. Cause I don't do anything. Maybe if I showered more, you know, the whole shower routine, sometimes, I don't take a shower every day. That might be kind of embarrassing to admit, but in the winter, like you wake up and you you sit around all day and don't do anything. If you don't sweat or don't get dirty, maybe I don't take a shower that day. It's infrequent. Right. How how about you, Doug? Is there ever a day you don't take a shower? Uh, Occasionally in the, in the winter, you're right. If it is a day that I don't work out, but it, I mean, you know me and clearly from my physique, you could tell I work out every fucking day. Right. Um, Nah. I occasionally, I I won't take a shower and it was way more common in Montana just because it was colder. And I literally, like you can go out, walk for a few miles. You wouldn't sweat just because it's extremely cold. You're kind of bundled up and you can uh, open, open the jacket a little bit and let some cool air. But around here, I mean, it's not unusual for me to take 
like two, three showers a day if it's like a hot day. Yeah. Mindy and I just had a conversation about that. I usually run in the morning, so I run and then I come back and I'm all sweaty. And there was one day, I think I took three showers. We had, I ran, so I had to take a shower after that because I was all nasty. And then the afternoon I was messing around, I took a shower and then we had an event at night and I was all nasty again. So I had to take another one. But one follow-up for you, Doug, we have a pool that's chlorinated. It's pretty clean. If I go to the pool, it's, it's pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I try to vacuum it uh, once a month or so. No, 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 it's more than that. And there's chlorine in there. You can see the bottom most of the time. But anyway, if I jump in there, does that count as a shower? I, I guess it depends. It, no, the answer is no. <laughs> but I was going to say, with the chlorine, you should take a shower after you get in the chlorine anyway, right? Yeah, probably. You kind of smell like chlorine a little bit. And yeah. We have kids in there, so there's probably some pee in there. Yeah. Well, like the chlorine, just like it irritates me. I, I have sensitive skin. So we opened with uh, the skincare routine. And I like, I've been trying to moisturize a lot more just in general. Because, you know, we're getting older. And your your skin, you know, sh it shows its age. And I think, I mean, were, were you in the sun a lot as a kid, or what, what's your? Do you sunburn and all that? Yeah, I, I was in the sun. I don't think I've ever had a real bad second degree sunburn with like blisters. But I've always been most of my life. My uh, mom was like, "Yeah, you got to sunblock yourself," and I'm that way now too. Yeah, and I think that's pretty important. If you don't, I've seen people who don't believe in sunblock, and man, they look like ten or fifteen years past their age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do use sunscreen a lot now, but I would burn as a kid. And I mean, I'm 57 right now. So, I mean, I think it's been paying off. I mean, I don't look 57, right? So you're awesome. You don't, you don't look a day over 47. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that one hurts. But yeah, I try to, I try to put some lotion on, you know, wash my face and put some lotion on nice. sunscreen. So what kind of lotion do you use? I uh, I typically get the, uh, I don't know, it's like a, either like a Neutrogena or a, a store brand that's similar, but, you know, something that doesn't have, an, it's like fragrance-free, like no weird tints or anything like that, just plain like lotion to put on your face. So And does it, so it's just on your face, you're not coating your entire body in that, just on maybe parts exposed to the sun or... Oh, uh, typically that is just for my face, but yeah, I have, uh, this other lotion <laughs> that I put, <laughs> that I put all over my body. <laughs> yeah. You see where it's going. Yeah. So I put that all over my body I, and every, and I mean everywhere, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't want to see where it's going. <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, I, I, it's funny. I, I had bad skin, so I had acne and just like skin issues, like through high school and stuff. And then, you know, so pretty oily skin, but now, you know, we're in a pretty dry environment. So, you know, I'm, I'm like putting lotion on all the time. And like, you know, like I said, we're getting older and it, hopefully it won't get too much worse yeah. than well, it is now. It looks wonderful now, Doug. Keep doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thanks.